This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Let's do a little post-game podcast with the Jerry Recco still out. Uh, Eddie Scazzeri joins me. Hello, podcast people. Jerry will uh, return tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But until then, uh, I had something uh, happen where I, I hit what I can only call the bathroom lottery today, Eddie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so there was the, a point in the show in the 9 o'clock hour I had been uh, having to uh, go to the bathroom mm-hmm. on, number, on number two, unfortunately. Which is so rare for you. Like Here twice at work. a year? Yeah, it's unfortunately gotten a little more than twice a year. Mm. But uh, it's not often. It's like once every two months, maybe, I mm-hmm. have to go at work. And uh, I was I was feeling like that was going to be the case. I was like, mm, now that I have a longer ride home, I think about it more. I'm like, do I really want to be in that predicament? So I said, well, let me, right before we went to the break at 920, I said, let me go give an eyeball, let me go eyeball the bathroom. If I could sneak in here now, this would be perfect. So I go in there, and the the uh, the cleaning cart is outside the bathroom. Mm. So someone's in there cleaning. I'm not going to go to the bathroom when someone's in right. there cleaning. So I was like, oh. And at first I was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, hmm, but wait a minute. As soon as he's done cleaning, I'm first one in. Perfect. And that's exactly what happened. The blue uh, cleaning solution was still in the toilet. Oh, that that's... That is it the felt lottery. good. Yeah. yeah. I and then one or two people walked in and used a urinal, but no one else went into the other bathroom stall. It was so great. And I then, was so lucky. And then when you got up to leave, the bathroom was empty. Empty. Yeah, because I'll I'm like you. I'll stay in the stall yes. until they leave. Yeah, and most people will just correct come right out, which I last hate, right out of there. Because then I'm I'm making eye contact. You know they just pooped. You know they just pooped. They haven't washed their hands yet. Their yeah. hand was in their butt. Yes. Essentially, with that. a thin toilet paper yes. and, uh, only. Yeah. So uh, I got lucky. Got lucky. But I gotta tell you, ever since I hooked up that tushy at home, mm-hmm. I don't like going to the bathroom anywhere but my house. Even more so now because it's so cleansing. Yeah, I haven't your gone butt. tushy yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's very nice. But you uh, rave about it. Izzo raves about yeah. it. Yeah. I know. I had it. I had it in my basement for a full year before I hooked it up. Mm. But and I kept, but Izzo kept telling me about. It. I was like, ah, all right, I'll give it a shot. And you hooked it up yourself? Yeah. And easy. Easy, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, very easy. It's a very simple setup. My sister just got one um, for her son. Her, well, she got it, you know, for their bathroom. But her son, my nephew's like twelve. He's like how I was. I think when I was younger, I would like wipe way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want any. Uh, so. Um, she got a tushy, and he he gave me the thumbs up when he came over the last weekend. Nice. I said, "How's that tushy working out for you?" Thumbs up. And how much do they run? I think they're like a hundred bucks. Okay, ninety nine bucks. Well, wor- I, I tell you, it is well worth it. Mm. I have a couple products in my home that I would recommend to anybody, and that's that's up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do a thing for digital. Yeah, the products in my home that I love. There you go. I like it. Right. Why not? Here's my Toshi. My coffee maker I love. My air fryer. My Apple TV. My Google Nest. Uh, my Google speaker. 
Oh, you don't have the uh, Alexa? In. No. I have an Alexa in my bathroom, a little one, mm-hmm. like we have in the bathroom yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. But uh, downstairs, I have the Google speaker. I like it better. I was having a problem with Amazon playing Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like it was playing it, but it just kept like kind of skipping a little bit. It's yes. just it was annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I run into that every once in a while with the uh, Alexa, and I have to reboot it. Yeah, yeah, and I was rebooting. It wasn't like it just wasn't fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. And other things like satellite radio or streaming FAN, like that was no problem. But for whatever reason, the Spotify was just it was just something not connecting with it. Uh, I have a story here that. Uh, Nicole, who um, you, I think you met, you saw yes. at. Uh, she gave me the very uh, wonderful pastries. Yes, Nicole. She's a longtime supporter of the program, mm-hmm. of the podcast, of uh, us as individuals. She had sent me a direct message on Twitter asking if you on the podcast today could explain this new NASA telescope and what it means for us. Like, like, uh, so I'm with her. I was like, yeah, you know what. I've been seeing these new images that came out of the NASA James Webb Space Telescope. Mm-hmm. But she's like, can Eddie dumb it down for us? So, like, what are we looking at in okay. these photos? Because they look like, first of all, they, they look like Yes album covers from the mm-hmm. 70s. Like, yeah. it looks fake, actually, These this telescope and the images they're sending back. Yeah, well, it's just a more, you know, the most powerful to date telescope. So it can see further and like how much further is it seeing now than the last telescope we got i cannot answer that all right uh i know that even if it is seeing maybe approximately the same distance but i do think it's it is more uh it's uh it's seeing more it's more powerful it's more more detailed and clearer pictures correct and I think this, I, I, I haven't read a lot about it yet, although I've seen it everywhere, as have you. Uh, I think the latest, or one of the photos, it sees like back 13 billion years ago. Really? When you're looking at those deep Im- deep space images, it's you're, you're, that light has taken, because they're so far away, you know, the light has t- taken 13 billion years to get here. So you're actually looking back into the past. What you're seeing, you're seeing as it was 13 billion years ago. And their best guess for the age of the universe, I think, is 13.6 or 13.8 billion. So it was soon, not long after the Big Bang happened. So that means the next telescope will be able to see like maybe back the start of the universe possibly yeah what? Would seem well not the start because light wasn't around uh until i think about maybe 200 or 300,000 years ago uh after the big bang there was something with uh, i don't know understand the the physics of it but uh light wasn't there at the very beginning and i'm not sure exactly why and it seems weird that that would be the case, but it's something to do with physics and particles and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think the visible or when light became uh, light uh, arrived about two hundred thousand years after the Big Bang. I'm probably getting this wrong. So the Big Bang happens, and there's but there's still no light for another three hundred thousand years. Right, Damn. two or, or three hundred thousand years, and then uh, then so we can't see past that point. Um, obviously, but because there's obviously no light. We just got to get a giant flashlight up on the telescope. But perhaps they will have telescopes that looking like they have one that is looking at infrared, which is still light. But, um, you know, maybe they can develop things that will see whatever there is to be seen. So are we actually looking at the past? Yes. So when when time passes, it still exists in the universe. Is that what we're saying? You're. What are you saying? That the, the the images we're seeing, the galaxies yeah. we're seeing, you know, they're they're still there. But uh, and also, you aware of uh, you know the uh, you know the obviously the universe expands, right? Or after the Big Bang, it sort of grows out. But then there's something called inflation, where it 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 ex- expands faster than 
we think it should be able to faster than the speed of light and nothing is faster than the speed of light but the universe is expanding faster than the speed of light and they don't really understand fully why there's yeah. something to do with dark energy um and there will be like all, all the universes all the galaxies around us except in our local cluster like the andromeda galaxy is part of our local cluster and there's that's the only only other major one i believe and then there's a bunch of minor galaxies that are around us and will eventually will just be one big galaxy you know you're talking far future like two billion three billion years from now but ultimately if people are still around they won't be able to see anything else but our local galaxy because all the other galaxies are just going away from us at such a high speed that ultimately we'll just have this our local galaxy which is gravitationally bound uh, to each other so yeah it's a weird sort of uh depressing future because then ultimately all the matter in our local galaxy will sort of you know the stars will die and things will just sort of you know the heat death of the universe like you know whatever 30 trillion years from now so we'll be dead uh, probably by yeah but uh yeah then they can tell that because there's something called red shift when things are moving away from us they appear red in this the way they're looking at them if it's a red shift it's moving away from us which is most everything and if it's a blue shift it's coming towards us so i don't know if that answered your question nicole but so let's say we're looking uh, through this telescope. Mm -hmm. Would we be able to see a spaceship if it exists? Uh, well. And would um, it be 3 billion years old? Well, no, I don't think you're going to get that high of resolution. I mean, you're looking at stars and galaxies. You know, those are very, you know, large objects. Obviously. Oh, I see what you're saying. But, uh, you know, we if we have, if we know where to look and there's a spaceship in our solar system i think that's if it's emitting light if it has a certain they call it an albedo i believe how much light it's giving off uh then we might be able to to spot it to see it but you know space, it would just be a dot yeah but space is yeah is vast but you know we see the moons around uh you know the the other distant planets in our solar system some of which are not that big you know, they're just big rocks out there. Uh, so if it's a big enough spaceship and it's got, if it's giving off a little light, then we should be able to see it if it's there. Even sometimes when I'm looking out at the ocean, mm -hmm. I'm like, if if I could see all the, like, let's say I had a really powerful telescope or binoculars that I could look across the ocean and see whatever countries are on the other side. Well, you couldn't because of the, Curvature of the Earth. Oh, that's a, flat a problem. Earther. I'm not a flat earther. Okay. Yes. Oh, so you so I I would never see that. Right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. If you went up high and, but still, ultimately, even the spaceships, you know, they're looking. They can't see the whole Earth. Good point. So, I'm looking. I'm on the NASA website about this uh, James Webb Space Telescope. Mm -hmm. Now, the the most famous images we're seeing is what they're calling the cosmic cliffs. They kind of look like mountains. Mm-hmm. It's dust formations, right? Is that what it they're says saying? It says images of cosmic cliffs showcase Webb's camera's capabilities to peer through cosmic dust, shedding new light on how stars form. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stellar nurseries and all that stuff. Yes, stellar nurseries they've mentioned. Yes. And the Carina Nebula... Uh, it's like a, a... It says stellar nurseries and individual stars in the Carina Nebula that were mm -hmm. previously obscured is what we're seeing. Oh, right, because I guess they're looking in the infrared and they can yeah. peer, peer through the dust. It's not just the regular... That is cool. ...visible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's really it's mind-boggling if you actually stop and think about the, this, the vastness of it and, the, and just the, the distances involved. It's, it really... Uh, makes you feel very small yeah yeah when i'm walking my dog sometimes on ocean avenue there are people that have uh you know big homes mm -hmm. with uh floors higher up and 
oftentimes I'll see a telescope in their window. Mm -hmm. And I wonder like how, what's the most power, like what's, what's the best telescope you could get for your house and what would you see in it? Oh, I'm sure if you got, uh, you could probably see the outer planets, I would guess. I'm not 100% sure, but certainly you can be- beautiful shots of the rings of Saturn. with, with Really? Because you can see Saturn with the naked eye. I don't think you can see the rings, but I know back in the Renaissance period, they that's when they discovered the rings around Saturn. So if you got a, a very fancy, nice telescope for your home, you could... I would say you probably could see the moons of Saturn. At least you may be able to see Neptune and Uranus out there, perhaps. I, I'm not sure. I haven't researched it. But Every time I go by them, I'm like, I wonder how often these people look through their tel- telescopes. Yeah, some people do it all the time. And there's a lot of amateur astronomers, and uh, many of them will you know, see in what you could see. There's many an- amateur astronomers around the world that the the quote-unquote professional astronomers rely on to verify, you know, data or findings. And there's been amateur astronomers that have spotted comets and asteroids that then are, you know, sort of, uh, they're, they're given the honor of being named after them once they're verified. has to be verified by, you know, ma- multiple sources. Um, yeah, so yeah, you could maybe spot a comet. You could also get a star named after someone if you want. Yeah, the International Star Registry. Yep. Sure, that's a, a thing, I guess. But uh, yeah, but if you spotted a comet, it could be the Duke's Comet. How cool would that be? That would be? be awesome. And if it's a periodic comet, where it, meaning like Halley's Comet, where it will return every so often. Now, the chances of there's, you know, periodic comets that would come back in our lifetime, like Halley's, Maybe it's probably will probably be dead by the time it comes back around. But you remember when it came the last time? Yeah, I think people it was were very in, excited. Eighties, yeah. I think. You know, but it's seventy-five years before it comes back. Right. So, so we're not going to get so it. Most of the close periodic comets or the ones that come around frequently, they've already been found. But you could find one that comes back every you know fifteen hundred years, and then fifteen hundred years from now, people will be talking about. The Duke's Comet. Yep, it's coming back around. Yeah. I don't understand how uh, telescopes work. Oh, um, like I, how I, do they? Yeah, well, it's like your your glasses or binoculars. It's just at the uh, take it to the next level. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, like um, some telescopes, I think plug in. I think. Uh well, they're using, <clears throat> you know, power right to move and yeah. around. But uh, I think the mechanism for capturing the light and all i don't think that's mechanical at all yeah well so i mean like even with the binoculars like they're not plugged in no and they and it look and by the way i bought a pair of like 40 dollar binoculars yeah they are crystal clear yeah right and you like, can buy night vision you know all this stuff and, yeah yeah that's incredible technology. Like I just yeah. to and that though, that technology that. has been around for you know many hundreds of right. years. Didn't Galileo? Uh, I don't know if he was the first one to like invent the telescope. The, he may have. You may be correct about that. I'm not sure, but certainly like eyeglasses and binoculars and telescopes. Yeah, been around a hell of a long time. Yeah, and. We really, us two idiots sitting here, have no idea really how they work. <laughs> and thankfully, there are still people all around who know how they work. But that's the case with most all of our technology that we rely on. We have no idea how it works. Like our cars, I have a basic idea. Could I build a car? No. Our iPhones, no idea. Computers, no idea. Wi-Fi. Right. Or just even uh, plumbing and water systems, like how do you get water from a reservoir to your house? Yes. Romans figured that out like two thousand years ago. But yeah, I was thinking. I think back on some things that seem so outdated that we still use, like cable for your cable TV. Like they're wiring individual wires into individual houses that are on poles, and that seems so outdated now. It does. But, you know, but it, wireless is not 100% uh, 
foolproof now and right. there's still glitches and yeah but uh, yeah it's a technology trap that we are we are in that if that went away we a lot of us would be screwed and wouldn't know how to recreate it i also think about how many people just wear glasses mhm and what if that technology never was a thing like right would we just have so many people not being able to see properly after the age of 35 40 yeah for sure right and then even younger when younger people get glasses yeah i'll say and a lot of people get glasses like once they hit 40 sure or after 40 sometime in there but otherwise what we weren't using our eyes well we were you just think you couldn't see things at 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 distance or close up or whatever you but people would work it out i mean if that's the way it always was it wouldn't be any great hardship because that's just the way life is and maybe you'd have a friend your friend would read things far away for you and you would read things up close for your friend right exactly a symbiotic relationship yeah but yeah but if you never had it it's not a hardship because that's all you know yeah but if we we have all this stuff we rely on all this stuff and then all of a sudden if it's taken away and you're reliant upon it then you're screwed yeah like uh, you know subway systems and mass-produced food and all this stuff it's yeah it's uh scared to think about what would happen if it went away yes and like do i know how to forage in you know do i know what foods are safe to eat or you know plants out in the forest no no idea we do not i mean, I have a tiny bit of an idea but not enough to survive more than a week i'd be with my dog looking for chicken wing bones on there the streets go. of bradley yeah. beach yeah yes yeah, it's uh, scary to think about the, the trap that we're in sometimes. Yes, yes it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up program. All right. I did that well with Mr. Peter Schwartz. You did the Peter Schwartz uh, warm-up. And uh, we'll look forward to having Jerry back tomorrow. Not that we didn't enjoy Peter Schwartz. I mm-hmm. thought he brought a lot of content he both did. days. He did. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday, yes, Thursday. Ooh. So- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Alexa, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning, and welcome to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. With me today is Mr. Peter Schwartz. Good morning, Peter Schwartz. Good morning, Al. Good to see you again. Uh, Jerry's out again today. He yes. will return tomorrow. Another Nationals game? Uh, that I don't know. I actually haven't. didn't even see Jerry's Twitter to see if he went to the Nationals uh-huh. game. I just know he's uh, out yesterday, out today, scheduled time off. Yes. Uh, yes. Jerry has not been suspended. Jerry has not been fired. Jerry did not say something mean on social media to get him thrown off the air. He simply has 
a day off. Yeah, he's not an NHL free agent. He's, he's not, not going to. He's not the rumors of you know trades in the NBA. There, nothing th- like there that. There are no. Uh, st- I did not see a single story on NHL no. trade deadline, okay. and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> As I didn't see one guy that exists. I didn't see one guy that other teams want. Mm-hmm. I was locked in on Mets Braves. Yes. And I knew this was happening. Uh, we talked uh, about it yesterday. Yeah, we knew this was a letdown game, as they say. Letdown but spot. David Peterson pitched very, very yes. well. He had the one, just the one blemish on his record last night. And just the Mets offense didn't didn't provide enough offense for him. They didn't do diddly poo. The Mets offense. You sound like one of my kids when they were four. Well, that was also Jim uh, Mora, I think, uh, yelled, uh, diddly did, called Diddly Poo. Playoffs? Playoff? It was in that playoffs. Yeah. We're going to do Diddly Poo out there. <laughs> the Mets offense did Diddly Poo. They lose 4-1. No offense. David Peterson. Now, up till like, uh, what was it? In the fifth inning, he had only given up one hit. Yep. Only gave up. Two in the in the entire game. Yeah, well, the uh, his second yeah, one run. was the, uh, the home, home run, run to Matt Olson, two run homer, and then the next inning Seth Lugo gave up a two run homer and good night delights. That's it. Seth Lugo is a little concerning. He has not been as reliable right? as he once was. Yeah, these guys. That's what I made. They like do their. They go through ups and downs. These relievers. Yeah. They don't. Try, that's why I'm like waiting for Edwin Diaz to implode at some point because he's been on a roll. But he's been good going back to last year. Lugo's troubles are interesting because now it's almost as if Mets fans cringe. And I felt this, you know, being at the game on Saturday. I, oh, just don't want Lugo in the game. Is that right? You hear you hear that from there's a lot of a, people. There's a, a buzz above there's a buzz above that the... Lugo is is not what he once was. Yeah. Seth Lugo, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. <laughs> the great Toby Keith once sang that. Yes, yes. Uh, which I agree with. As long as you're good, you can't be as good as you once were, but as long as you're as good once as you ever were, right? that could work in well, the right if situation. if you're good once yeah. and you cash in right. as a result of that oh. once, then it really doesn't matter. That is the best. That, because you're already cashing the checks. You already cashed in. Exactly. Yes, there you go. So uh, it's a day game today at 1220. 1220. I think yes. I'm going to be locked into that. Is that on TBS, the Superstation? I, I believe that'll be an SNY game. Oh, SNY game. Yeah. All right. I'll tune into SNY for that. Uh, who do we got? Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett and Charlie Morton mm. will get this. That's a, that's a mm. tough matchup. What do we think about Chris Bassett lately? Well, Did he have bounce back games? I know he was trouble for a little while. He was trouble, and then he had you know the COVID absence. And oh, he was kind of outspoken about how he shouldn't have opened up his oh, mouth. Right, remember that? Yeah, he only tested himself out of you know because of the you know fear of his daughter uh, getting it. Um, so he wasn't feeling well. He was like, you know what? Let me test just in case. Right. He came back and then he told the Mets and told the Mets, and, and they were like, felt, shut it down. And then he went on that rant saying, yeah. "Oh, they should stop testing because oh, I didn't even." I wasn't sick. Right. I felt like beaten down. Right. He felt something because he had to test himself. Right. Right. So he kind of was talking out of both sides of his mouth. But he's been okay this year. He's been really good at times. He's been bad at times. So. Well, we need him to step your game up. He needs to match Charlie Morton zero for zero. Absolutely. And then, and then uh, turn it over to Seth Lugo. No, no Seth Lugo. <laughs> this is a game we got. Listen, we gave Edwin Diaz the night off. This is a game you get Edwin Diaz back in the mix. Because yes. it's the Braves. He was trying to talk Buck Showalter into letting him pitch last night. Is that right? But I believe Buck said before the game he was not available because he had already pitched three straight days. Right. Would you Could you pitch four straight days? Yeah, if it's one inning. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. Not a big deal? I, did, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't know what we're doing with pitchers. I'd have to go back and look. Maybe Elias would be able to help out with this. Sports Goose, Bureau. Goose Gossage ever pitched four oh, straight days. Of course days. he did. Think he did? I think he probably did. The mad Hungarian, Al Roboski, probably mm. came out there. Boom. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. I wonder, if, I wonder if Mariano ever pitched four straight days. You think he did? He was probably the last of the guys that were allowed to pitch four straight days. I, I think we got to look that up, see if he ever pitched four I'll straight days. I'll stop by Elias on my way home today. Okay. <laughs> Go right. Could I stop by there? Bang on the doors. Yeah. I need to know this. It's just a bunch of guys figuring out things. They have stats. They have calculators out. They have Excel spreadsheets yeah. out looking for all of the latest items. Mm-hmm. 
They I should have prefer, a website, Elias. Let me just go they, to their website. Yeah, I feel like you know, uh, Baseball Reference, you get a lot of that information on there, too. That BaseballReference.com is a pretty good website. Is that right? Stuff. Yeah. I know yeah. I do look at the football one. Well, they have the football, they have the baseball. Yeah. I know they have the hockey one because they look at the hockey one all the time, and I'm pretty sure they have a BasketballReference.com. Why wouldn't they? You would think if they have a hockey one, they'd have basketball. You'd go basketball, you'd go Football or baseball, then baseball or football, then basketball, then hockey, mm-hmm. then soccer. I look at the hockey first. You and Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Your hockey. You know, with so many hockey people, you would think hockey would have better ratings. Like that, the people that like hockey are hardcore. It's, like really locked in on it. It's it's funny with hockey because it's 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 one of the four major sports, but it's almost looked upon as a niche sport. Yeah. Because. Of the TV deal, but the ratings were a lot better this year in the playoffs between TNT and ESPN. They they showed some dramatic improvement. But it's funny that you know there's people just absolutely don't like it, and there's people like Boomer and myself that are figuring out what's wrong with people. Like why don't you like right. it? Right, and it do, it doesn't make sense because if you look, okay, so they they sell out a lot of games, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball doesn't sell out a lot of games. Baseball ratings and hockey ratings locally are probably not all that different. I think like it depends Yankees on how good. Have, I think it depends on how good the teams are too. I like, suppose. Like I wonder if the Mets and Yankees ratings this year are way up from what they usually are. Oh, I, think I they, saw some. They are. Oh yeah, they are. Because I think they normally get between three to four hundred thousand. Yeah, game. I think the. I, I, I know. Quick. I know. I definitely heard or read something that yes, you know the. The ratings on yes were, were oh, through the roof right? this year. They're yeah. bragging. And I'm sure the SNY ratings are up, too, for the Mets. I mean, how could they not be? I don't know. I have SNY. <laughs> SNY is even on, like, uh, YouTube TV. Do you have the app? <laughs> People have been complaining about the app. Did you know that? Well, I see the app. Uh, the ad for the yeah. app is constantly on the screen. But there was uh, there, there people on social media have been complaining that at times the app has not been working. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, apps are funny that way. Mm. I watch on YouTube TV. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. That's an app. That is an app. Yes. Uh, I have no problem watching the Mets games. No Yes Network on there. Because mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> yes Network charges too much. Ah. See, I'm still, I still live in a cable world. Yeah, you're a cable fella. I still live in the cable world. Um, and the only streaming service I have is ESPN+. Plus. That was the only one I got. For what reason? Hockey? Uh, well, they were... Yeah, I got it when the I knew the Islanders were going to have six games on ESPN Plus exclusively. These are so, exclusive. And I have to watch that more than anything else. I needed to watch those games. All right. And plus, with that package came all of these out-of-town hockey games. So I figured for myself, plus, there's a lot of niche sports on ESPN Plus that I like to watch. So I got that. But I do not have Peacock. I do not have Amazon. No Netflix I for you? I do not have Netflix. Wow. We have Hulu. Got the Disney bundle. Oh, okay. The, oh, that's the way you did yes. it. You Disney bundled it. Yeah. Um, Hulu, Disney, and ESPN Plus. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I, I just, at some point, I'm like, you can't, I'm already paying for the games, I feel, and now I've lost the games and have to pay for them again. Right. I thought ESPN Plus was a good investment because there's a lot of stuff I like to watch on there, but I'm not, I will not get Peacock. I will not get Amazon. I will not get Apple. Not going to happen. This is you're drawing a line in the yeah. sand yeah. with those items. Yeah. Um, I have my, Discovery Plus is a terrific streaming really? service. Yeah, because it has all like, uh, it has the things I love. It has like various different kinds of 90 day fiance <laughs> and murder documentaries. Oh, oh we talked so about the murder documentaries. Yeah. You won't watch a horror movie, but you watch the Correct. murder documentaries. I'll watch a murder yes. documentary. Yeah, okay. So uh, that's a great buy because that's only six ninety nine a month with no commercials. Mm-hmm. That's a bargain. Yes. I know See, they're going to ruin it, too. Uh, we only had, in our house, we only had Disney+. Plus. And when I made the decision to go to ESPN+, Plus and did the bundle, we do it through our through Verizon. And I called up Verizon to upgrade to the bundle. And actually, it wound up only costing an extra $2 a month. It was only paying like seven ninety nine a month for Disney. Yeah. And by changing my plan, it wound up only costing me an extra $2 Perfect. to do it. Did you so, call a family meeting to let the family know you were going to now be having Disney Well, there's only Plus one person bundle? I need to confer with that. Your wife. That's my wife. Okay. The kids have no... But you didn't like, hey, kids, guess what? Well, a couple extra well, no, streaming my, services. Well, my younger son, Jared, expressed concern when he heard about the ESPN Plus deal. 
And he said, are there going to be Islander games on there? And I said, yeah, there's going to be six of them. He goes, how are we going to watch it? I'm like, I have to upgrade. He goes, dad, make the call. Make the call. Conferred, conferred with the other, with, with the boss in the house. The wife. And we went ahead and did it. Made a let couple me, phone me, calls and we looked upgrade. into it and we, and we got a good deal on it. Let me upgrade, upgrade. Uh, speaking of of upgrading, I see that Sandy Alderson was on uh, a podcast with John Heyman. Mm-hmm. Is that a, I think that's a New York Post. I think it's podcast. related to the New York Post. Yeah. Yes, and uh, he was talking that the the Mets have to do something before the trade deadline in relation to their DH situation. That they suck at the DH. <laughs> yes, that seems to be an issue for them going forward because I don't think they really want to put. Pete Alonso at DH. They want right. him playing first, play base. first base. So I think they need to bring in that one big bat that can just be the the DH. Yeah, and in fact, Sandy Alderson said that the Mets got among the lowest DH productivity in the game. Take Alonso out of it, and it's been very poor, he said. And I think the catching numbers have been pretty poor, too, so they can so probably use that. an upgrade there, too. So we need a catcher and a DH. Yeah. Who could we get for DH? We got to look at this is what you do, right? You look at teams that suck, yeah, <laughs> that have good players, and go grab one of those guys. That's generally, I think, how you That's would do how it. it. And guy, well, you you want to get a guy that hits well, but doesn't necessarily field well, so you don't have right. to worry about putting him in in the field, right? Um, and the Yankees have a a similar issue too. Who becomes their DH? They seem to have a rotating DH too. Some people think that. Stanton should be the DH, but he seems to hit better when he's playing in the field. Some guys are like that. Yeah, and I saw uh, Aaron Hicks hurt himself yesterday. He sure did. The Yankees are in the market for a center fielder. He fouled the ball straight off his shin bone or whatever. I mean, I've listen. I was not a good little leaguer. I neither went, was I. I went full season without a hit, but I've never fouled a ball off my own leg. I don't know how that happens. It happens quite frequently in Major League Baseball. I once accidentally, during fielding warm-ups, I was playing first base, and I went to go throw the ball to the third baseman, you know, like a ground ball, throw it out, and the ball slipped out of my hand, and I hit the pitcher (laughs) in the arm. Mm -hmm. His pitching arm? His pitching arm. Pretty good. And I was very visibly upset, visibly emotionally shaken. I ran off the field. (laughs) Forever. Uh, no, not forever. I, I had to be coerced by my my father was the coach of oh. the team, and I had to be finally coerced by my mother to go back that it was an accident. But I felt terrible about it. Did you apologize to your? Pitching? I pro- apologized profusely. So your dad was the coach, and you were not very good. I was awful. It normally doesn't happen that way. Like Jerry Recco's the coach; his kids are excellent. Yeah, yeah. All no. when I played, all the coaches' kids were good. Yeah, no, I was I was brutal. Did your dad terrible. bench you? No. In fact, he named me an all-star one oh, year. Oh, no. And this was this was god-awful, I, terrible situation. So we have, like, the Little League breakfast at the end of the year where they give out, like, the awards, the participation trophies and all that stuff. And my, my father, who was asked by the Little League to be one of the all-star managers, he, he said, you're going to be on the all, in the all-star game. I'm like, Dad, I'm not any good. How could you put me in the all-star game? He goes, well, you do a lot of things. I'm like, well, what do I do? Carry the equipment bag? He goes, yeah, you carry the equipment bag from the car. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to put me in the all-star game because I carry the equipment bag. And I, I swore I was not going to go up and take the trophy. And I said, do not introduce me at the breakfast. And he went ahead and introduced oh. me at the breakfast anyway. You and did I the right thing. no choice but to go up and get right. the trophy. What am I going to do, cause a scene with my father? He, he put you in a tough spot. Yeah, but I did not deserve it. I, I no longer have that trophy. I think I threw it in you the garbage. You got rid of it. I threw it in the garbage. You are like, I didn't deserve this. Yeah. I'm going to get rid yeah. of it. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll do a little Yankees. Very disappointing uh, loss on them last night. Brutal. Brutal. I've got a little uh, basketball. I've got some WFAN ratings came Ooh. out. Ooh. I got a couple other are we all interesting items. Uh, we'll... we'll after the break, I'll mm-hmm. let you know that. <laughs> uh, and then Boomer and Gia will be here at 6 a.m.
Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I normally do this with a fellow named Jerry Recco. He's not here today. Mr. Ah! Peter, <laughs> Mr. Peter <laughs> Schwartz joins me. Yes, I thank Jerry for letting me use his chair for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Jerry uh, was one of those guys that sits low in his chair. Not as low as Evan Roberts. <laughs> but he, like when we uh, uh, occasionally have guests in studio and I sit them in Jerry's seat, I mm -hmm. always have to raise the chair. Yeah. Otherwise, they feel lower than the host, which I don't like. I, I don't like to futz around with other people's stuff, especially yeah. when I'm a, I'm a guest here. Mm -hmm. But I, I like to be up a little higher. But you're not adjusting the chair. because I'm not touching it because okay. I'm going to be respectful of That's nice. other people's property. That's nice. But I do generally, as a matter of practice, like to be high up in the chair. Okay. It makes me feel a little more comfortable. It's kind of like if you, uh, when you give your car to a parking attendant or a valet and they adjust your seat. Oh, like, I can't stand that. You're just going three feet. Like, just. I brought my car in for an oil change yeah, last week. and they did it. And they did it. It took you literally 30 seconds to move my car from the parking yeah. spot into the garage. And you had to change everything. My rear view Mirror, everything, side mirrors had to be changed for a 30-second drive. I wouldn't change anything even if I'm driving like someone else's car. It, it, a distance, I'd be like, mm, I don't want to screw up with their mirrors. Mm. Like if I drive my mom's car or something. I think if it's a long-term drive and you're using somebody else's yeah. car with permission, I think you have carte blanche you to have do some, that. some rights. I think so. Okay. I saw on the New Jersey Parkway. Yeah, it was the Parkway. They have signs that they're looking for troopers. Really? If you want to be a New Jersey trooper. Maybe me, you, Eddie, become New Jersey State Troopers. Oh, that would be some squad. Oh, man. <laughs> be pulling over punks left and right. They're looking for troopers in yeah. New Jersey. And yeah. uh, I know the uh, National Federation of High School Sports is looking for officials. Because nobody wants to be an official because they don't want to deal with angry parents. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, if you had a choice, you could be an official or a New Jersey State Trooper. Where do you think you're going? Me? Yeah, you personally. I think the trooper would be the easier job. The trooper? Yeah. No way. Oh, you haven't been to a lot of youth sports events. But so. New, New Jersey State <laughs> Troopers are like military. I mean, those guys are yeah, buttoned I, up. You haven't been to a lot of youth sports I events. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I would love to pull people over if I was a trooper. I'm probably too old to become a New Jersey State Trooper. I'm going to look it up. Um, 52. Yeah. Be 53 I think Jerry year. Rucko would give you the same answer that I just gave you. Uh, with the the Be parents are more trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. You pull people. This is the one thing I. When you pull people over, you have no idea what you're getting into. You have no idea what people are probably smoking weed. At a minimum, mm. you never know what's in their car. You've never been to too many youth youth sports events. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> since I was a youth myself. Yeah, <laughs> and back then it was very calm when I was a youth. Mm -hmm. When I was in the when little you were a youth. When I was in the Little Fellows League of Colonia, there was never trouble between parents. Our parents yeah, didn't care. I can't speak to that. Back then, if you sucked as a kid, your parents weren't backing you up going, my kid should be playing. They're like, yeah, my kid stinks and should not be playing. Mm. Our parents didn't fight with the umpires. We were respectful back then. Yeah, the something parents, has changed with yeah, that. Something has no changed. Respect. Yeah. We don't respect the state troopers. We don't respect the Little League umpires. It's all about respect, Peter. There's no respect. Respect. The like, world has turned into Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. No respect. No respect. <laughs> now, the Yankees were terrible last night, oh. by the way. Gary Cole pitched a masterful game. Seven shutout innings. Struck out 11. He was killing it. Uh, they go up, was it 3-0? Uh, 3 nothing. The three Yankees nothing are to three the ninth. Nothing. We're the it's ninth money. Inning. Did we, you see the numbers on what the Yankees were leading after eight innings? No, I didn't say was this Elias as well. No, uh, well, I, Sports I, Bureau. I got this in the New York Post. New York Post. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like I'm sorry. citing I resources. Think, I don't know if it was the New York Post. No, I think I got it online somewhere. Whatever, oh, on the, the whatever, whatever app that I looked at the Yankees right. score when I woke up. Uh, Forty-nine and zero when leading after eight innings. Would wow. you like to know what the Cincinnati Reds were when they were losing I after eight like innings? I would like that information. Zero for forty-eight. Wow. So this, and they had a 3 nothing lead going to the ninth. And they handed to Clay Holmes a all-star pitcher? Yes. He faced five batters. Guess how many guys he got out? Zero. Zero. I know he hit two. Yeah. He, he had walked very off one. Night. He was all over the place. And then Wandy Peralta came in and almost got out of the jam. Got an 0-2 pitch. Gave up the two-run single. Right. To make it 4-3. And, and that Yankees was it. 
didn't do anything in the bottom Diddly of the ninth. Diddly poo. Diddly poo again. <laughs> now, yeah. So now when you watch the when you watch the game and watch the highlights, Wandy Peralta gives up the hit that gets the the make it four three. But yeah. that was Clay Holmes fella on the. Oh, base. he created the mess. He did create the mess. But that's gonna happen. But it sucks when you like you lose to the Reds and they stink, and that's not good for the Yankees. But it's the worst when you when your star pitcher pitches a great game and then the bullpen blows it, which is what happened. It, and Gary Cole was very nice after the game. He was very like, complimentary of, of Clay Holmes of, and, and Peralta too. Like he yeah. knew eventually they've been so good. There's going to be a little blip on the radar, right? He goes, "We didn't pick them up. Yeah. They've been picking us up, and when the one night they needed us to pick them up, we didn't do it." Clay Holmes ERA yeah. before he came into the game last night was 0.46. Pretty good. He walked out of the game with an ERA of 1.37. All right. Still not Stuff terrible. Stuff happens. Things happen. In, that's baseball. That's baseball, Susan. Susan. Right. By the way, Aaron I Judge. Said that, I said that to somebody at the, I, I worked the Long Island Ducks game last night. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody in the in the booth about Something that was, it was a wacky game that I worked last night. 16-15 was the final score. A baseball game? Yeah, and he goes, this is unbelievable. And I said, that's baseball, Susan. The guy had no idea what I was talking about. He thought about. you were calling him Susan. Yeah, he thought I was calling him Susan. Well, it's yeah. not his name. Yeah, so he clearly didn't pick up on the He joke. was not uh, a John and Susan fan, no, I guess. No, Aaron Judge did not play. Yeah. He rested. Yeah, the analytics department told him to keep him the night off. Well, because then he he's going to the All-Star game, so he doesn't get the All-Star break. Yeah. I think if I was a player, I would not want to go to the All-Star game. I'd rather yeah. get the night off. Like, you know, a couple of days off. You go home, see your uh, family. I think it's uh, I think it's an honor I'd, to go to the All-Star game. But I just, yeah. I th- you know, maybe it's just because I'm an old fart. Uh, I'll be 55 tomorrow. Um, oh, your birthday. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop at 55. I've reached the speed limit. All right. Um, I, I just stole that joke from my wife, by the way. Um, I, I just, like, <laughs> could you, Cal Ripken... Taking a day off. I Lou know. Gehrig took a day off. No days off. I mean, guy, guys that were stars in the seventies and eighties. Like, are they taking a, a day off? No. Analytics. It's a different world, Peter. It's awful. It's a different world. I mean, Aaron Judge could have had a home run last night. He could have had multiple home won. runs last he night. Could have had two home runs or three. I, I don't like this. Analytics, yeah, but it is I'm what not, it is at this I point. I just, I can't, I can't. So the Yankees get at it again today. Uh, so if you you've got a Met twelve twenty game, yeah, because this is going to be me, Peter. I'm going to be a sponge for baseball today. You, you are. Know what I'm saying I twelve twenty. I'm going to suck in the Mets Braves game. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to have suck in some buffalo wings having lunch. <laughs> then I'm going to uh, take a break, mm-hmm. have some dinner. Then I'm going to suck in Yankees Reds at 7.05. Yeah. No nap involved at all? I'll have a nap in between, yeah. Yeah. Probably during the Met game, I'll probably doze off. Because <laughs> baseball gets a little slow. <laughs> Especially in the afternoon. Yeah. I do like an afternoon game. It's a nice to have on in the background. Like you're doing other things. Yes. Like napping. Making dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a nice game on How about, in the background. Uh, games in the morning. Like Are you into the games in the morning? No. I don't you don't like, like those. those London NFL no. games? I don't like them either. I think I would like them if they were played here. Something yes. about b- b- playing the games in London. I hate me. that. Yeah. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. This is America. I don't watch it. The only one I watched is when the Jets were in it. Right. That was it. Right. I, I don't, not I don't support it. Plus, you can't. I love football. It's a, You can't go from 9 a.m. till the Sunday night Well, the game. not, these enough. games in London are generally crappy games. Right. They always get the Jaguars. The Jaguars. We send them our Jaguars. Or Falcons, exactly. Oh, Salicata's angry at me now. I said the Falcons are bad. Uh, Do not say that. Yeah. JT Riamuto will not be playing in Toronto because he's not vaccinated. Mm. And he said, quote, I'm not going to let Canada tell me what I do and don't put in my body. Mm. That's right. Suck it, Canada. He's not going to let Canada dictate to Canada's. We used to think Canada knew what they were doing. Like, like people always say, I'll move into Canada, you know, when they yeah. get mad at America. I'll move to Canada. Canada's a mess. 
Yeah, that thing with the truckers. Yeah. They're still doing this COVID stuff. So Canada well, they, stinks now. They thought they had everything under control. Canada when, did. Because like, the... In the middle of the pandemic, the early part of the pandemic, when when the NHL came back, and they needed a bubble, so the NBA went to Florida, and the NHL went to the two sites in Canada. They went to Edmonton and Toronto, and every day you heard no positive tests. The bubble is working. So like Everything Canada is good. Is so oh, great. Canada is doing a wonderful job with the pandemic, and then as the months went on. I heard from people who have relatives in Canada. Well, it's a real you-know-what show up there. The number's going up. Yeah. Because then they started letting fans back into games, you know, as as last season unfolded. Then all of a sudden in Canada, the numbers started to go up again. And then they wouldn't let people go to the games anymore. So they went from being this pristine country and how they were handling the pandemic, and now they've got their issues. Yeah. I'm not even going to visit Canada. Ever. See, my family and I, we had a vacation plan there. To Canada? We were going in, in summer of 2020. Niagara Falls. We were going to, I went to college in Buffalo. So we were going to fly to Buffalo, go get some wings, go see a minor league baseball game, visit some friends from college, go to Niagara Falls, then drive to Toronto, go to the Hockey Hall of Fame, a Blue Jays game, CN Tower, all that stuff. We had it all all mapped out. And then this like, thing happened. But now, and now you're like... And we can't go. The heck with Canada. Yeah. So it's still on our radar. We just need to have a green light to be able to go. Got it. Mm-hmm. So Canada's still a, yeah. a go for you yeah, well, when I, they allow you. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to have a country tell me what to do, but right. I've already worked. Uh, we have fulfilled their requirements, so we could go. Yes. Right. <laughs> but we have uh, this country tells us what to do, and he still is here. TJ Ria Multo. Yeah. JT. JT Real Well, obviously Muto. the uh, Real Muto. the uh, the Phillies don't have any kind of requirement. That's true. All right, maybe we're masks uh, should not be required in a free country. You know what, dude? Drop that. We're trying to get rid of a stupid <laughs> virus, you ass. Jerry checking in from home. Yes, <laughs> telling me to put a mask on. All right, fair enough, Jerry. Let's take a break, Peter. When we come mm. back, let's do a little basketball. Yes. And then, oh, I still wanted to tell you about WFAN ratings. Very exciting. But I got some Knicks things here. I got some uh, Brittany Griner. I got some LeBron James. Yeah, a couple different things here. Mm. I got a nude Eric Decker. I mean, there are things still to discuss here, Peter. What about his wife? Uh, no, just a nude Eric Decker. Mm. Uh, and then Boomer and G will be here at the 6 o'clock. Yes. All right. I play if I was a bass player I would play this. The great Joe Walsh. This is one of Eddie's favorite uh, bumper music. Yeah. Life of Illusion. Come on. He used to do a radio show on K-Rock years ago in the 90s. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh did. Yeah. Well, it was either late 80s it might have been like 88, 89, 90 somewhere in there. He used to do a nighttime show on K-Rock. It was uh, Joe Walsh and Rick the Bass Player. You'd think uh, musicians would make good disc jockeys. Yes. You would and think. They, they do. They do. David Lee Roth was a good disc jockey. was not a great talk show host. Right. But as a disc jockey, he was very good. I like uh, I like listening to Rick Springfield on the 80s channel. Oh, is that on right? Serious, yeah. Yeah, I could see him being good. Yeah. And I don't know if he still does it, but I know for a while Alice Cooper was doing yeah. a nationally syndicated yeah. show, but oh, he yeah. might still be doing it. Who knows? So yeah, rock rock guys becoming DJs, definitely a thing to do. Um, oh, WFAN ratings are yes. in, Peter. And the morning program with Boomer and Geo. The one that's going to be on in uh, 17 minutes. Yeah, and the afternoon show with mm-hmm. Carter Roberts, both came in number two. Behind the Spanish language WSKQ. Mm. Now, Cartner Roberts also destroyed Michael K. Wow. They almost doubled his ratings. That's pretty impressive. He, like Hulk Hogan, they they dropped the big they leg on him. Dropped the leg on him, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. So we did lose to the Spanish uh, broadcasting. Mm. Uh, but uh, so I would say number one 
sports talk. So are we going to get a, a company memo that everybody is going to be required to learn how to speak Spanish? Um, well, I don't think that would help us uh, in our sports talk here. But uh, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. They are a powerhouse radio station. Yes. I've never put them on, so I'm not sure what they're <laughs> doing, but seems like they know what they're doing over there. We got to beat them. Yeah. Come on. They've beat us by like a point, tenth of a rating point, legitimately for like three or four straight books. There's got to be something to flip the script on that. There's got to be. I don't know what it is. If I find, it's 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 a, an inkling, Peter. I mean, do they have? It's one good, one more good segment. Do from they us. have producers? Producers lifting up heavy anchors. I mean, no, they don't have that. They don't have that. Maybe that's what's killing us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> us trying to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did see some story about the uh, the jazz. This is basketball, Peter. Yes, hoops. Not the music. Uh, Utah Jazz, they're open to trading Donovan Mitchell, and the Knicks seem very interested. I would think so. Now, you seemed very – this was a discussion during a break. You seemed mm-hmm. very excited about yes. Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. I'm not a, a huge basketball guy, but it seemed to me that it would make all the sense in the world for this young man to come to New York. Yeah. Uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, he's a good player and it would help the Knicks win. That's one. That's number one. Okay. Number two, he loves New York because he's from New York. Number two. Number two, he spends a lot of time around City Field. Is that right? Uh, big Mets fan. Really? You know why? His father works for the Mets. His father was the great Kevin Mitchell. No. Oh. His father, Donovan Mitchell Sr., mm-hmm. uh, works for the Mets in a, a front office capacity. Oh, okay. So he's a front office yeah, guy. Player relations type of thing. So I, I, it just seems like all signs point towards the fact that the New York Knicks should offer whatever, whatever they need to do to bring this – Bring this young man to New York. Get him here. Makes a ton of sense. Would you give you would up R.J. Barrett? You're asking me? Yeah. I would, yeah. Let's yeah, get okay. Donovan Mitchell here. Yeah, and multiple draft picks. And yeah. he's got all these draft picks on draft night. Right. Let's get real. start using yeah. them. Let's start cashing some of those yeah, in. Like, are any of those draft picks going to come with anything? Probably not. No. So let's go get Donovan Mitchell. Right. You're a proven guy. You know Yes. Of. And I think he would, you know, fill the proverbial seats. Not that they have to fill seats for Nick games because they're generally sold out Which anyway. Which is very strange. But I think it would just be very, very good for the franchise yeah. if they got a player like him. And when when can this happen? It could happen as soon as Leon Rose picks up the phone and calls the Utah Jazz and say, hey, we would like to have this young man, Donovan Mitchell. Would you like to give him to us? And they'll say, okay, well, you know, what would you give us in return? And then they have to it negotiate. seems like a very polite phone call. Yeah, you would think it, yeah. it should be polite. I mean, it's, you know, We would like him. What would you like from us? Right. Now, if Leon Rose says, we'll give you two first-round draft picks, then you hear a click and a dial tone. That means it didn't go very that well. That wouldn't work. Yeah, right. add to it. Right. Okay. So I think the Knicks, hopefully they can like have a very, very cordial conversation and say, he doesn't want to play for you anymore. We'd be glad to have him. Right. Let's come up with a deal. How do we make this How work? do we make this happen? So we're all happy. Yes. Especially Donovan Mitchell and his father. Right, because they would be a team tier. Then uh, Donovan Mitchell could go to all the Mets games. Yes. Now, I was also reading an article in the New York Post uh, where sources tell the Post that Kyrie says he is playing with the Nets and they don't know where all this uh, talk of both Kyrie and KD leaving is coming from. He <clears throat> says that he uh, he he opted in to play and has no, nothing to, to do with what Kevin Durant decides to do. I still don't know if Kyrie Irving really knows in his mind what he wants oh. to do. He's flip-flops on everything. We don't even know if basketball is his priority. Do we know that? I mean, we, I, we, I do not know I that. Don't know if, I don't know if we know that. So I, I, I don't know. I think the proof will be in the pudding when training camp opens up and you see him in training camp with the Nets. Correct. And hopefully I, there's not a uh, monkeypox outbreak in America <laughs> that causes more vaccine right. situations. Yeah, then we'd have another problem. Then we got another problem. Then Canada will go into shutdown mode again. But if I were if I were the Nets, and I'm not, but I'd be very, very upset with Kevin Durant asking for the trade. This yeah. whole Kevin Durant, Kyrie, everything is very confusing. 
as to, you know, they wanted to be here, now they don't want to be here. But Kevin Durant came here, it's not didn't just sign one contract with the Nets, but he but he signed an extension with the Nets. So two times he said, let's he want he wants to play here. And he got the coach fired. And he they made player moves around him. They got James Harden to come here. Now all of a sudden things are no good. He says, No, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. And Adam Silver uh talked about this, says he doesn't like, you know, the, like that KD has a contract here. Right. So if I were the Nets, I would say, no, we're not trading you. Yeah. You you agreed to play here. Right. So what is he going to do? He's going to give up the paycheck? No. But just the thing with the NBA, they can just, they get this idea where, oh, I'll play for you, but I'll be disgruntled, and you don't want that. So trade me. Trade me. Come on. The, the inmates are running the asylum in the NBA, and that's I, – I can't wrap my hands around that, how that is allowed to happen. And it's been going on for a long time now. Well, I think there are certain uh, – there's hmm, anything in the entertainment field, I feel like the talent has a uh, an edge over the bosses, and it's not fair. I think that's right in all sports to a certain extent, but I don't think you see this uh, – these super team, you know – combinations happening in other sports like you don't you don't see in in baseball a guy picking up the phone and calling up his buddy and say let's go get a couple of guys we're going to go sign with the Yankees during the offseason because I, gonna... I think basketball you only need two dudes right right the other so, sports you'd need a lot more people more right because there's a bigger roster you'd be like, let's go play for the play. Yankees there'll but, be nine of us we'll but head over I just there. I just don't I just don't grasp the concept of Okay, well, we all can't do this ourselves, so let's all like team up, you know, together and go do it. Like I, no, you go, go sign with a team where you can be the reason why a team gets better, not with help from your buddies. Right, you be the man. Right. So Kevin Durant wanted to be the man with Kyrie, and he came here, and now he wants to leave. Yeah, I, if I'm the Nets. I would tell him to go scratch. I also feel like NBA players, they like a nice change of scenery constantly. What, every two years? Yeah, every two years. Like, let's go try it. Let's go check out another city. We'll go play there. Like, it just seems but like they, they get to see all the cities anyway. I know, but it's, I feel like <laughs> NBA players get bored playing on the same teams. Oh, that they bored. like to move You're it around. cashing these checks that are yeah, ridiculous. But, but you'll cash the checks no matter what city right, but you, you signed, play in. You signed a contract to play here. I suppose. I suppose. Oh, and... Uh, LeBron James mm. uh, made some news yesterday. There was a clip going around from an upcoming uh, episode of The Shop. Yes, on YouTube. On YouTube. And he says uh, that if he were Brittany Griner, uh, he was he w- is not sure if he'd want to return to America right. because uh, they're not acting quickly enough to get her out of Russia. We're going to hear that sound. On the first update on Boomer and Geo, yes. Now, LeBron did follow up later on in the (laughs) evening with a tweet saying that he he was not knocking our beautiful country. Yeah. He was more like... Damage uh, control. Being (laughs) sympathetic for (laughs) Brittany Griner. Listen, you got to be careful when you go to these foreign countries. I watched that show uh, Locked Up Abroad. Mm-hmm. You go to these foreign countries; they got a lot of they got a, much different rules about drugs and uh, the, you know weed or whatever, and they'll lock you up for a long time. That's I, what I what I don't understand with this whole Brittany Griner thing yeah. is is listen, I, I I think obviously she should be able to come home. I mean, this is just it's absurd how long she's been there. Yeah, but I think also like to your point, when you go to another country, like if you're traveling on vacation to go to France or Whatever you're, whatever you're going to, like you should know what the rules are before you do it. And, and again, I think she should come home. I think she's been, you know, unlawfully, you know, kept there, yeah. in prison. But I think you also need to know what the rules are. Like if this is not permitted to be carried in your carry-on baggage, then then don't bring it with you. So there, you do have a certain amount of responsibility to you know protect yourself. Yeah. This is why I don't go to foreign countries. I don't trust them. Even Canada. Even Canada. Yeah. I used to trust Canada no more. I'm like, what does she do all day in prison? Like, legitimately, a Russian prison? That's Very be... scary. Yeah. There must be a documentary you could watch on that because you watch these I do see a lot fascinating of documentaries, programs. Yeah. 
I mean, I know prisoners in America do, and that's not a, a fun time. I can't imagine a Russian prison. I have to tell you, I, I went to Alcatraz once when I was in San Francisco on some other business. And I went to go take the tour of, of Alcatraz, and I was in a jail cell there. They shut you in it? Well, they they close it. They don't lock it, and you, you're in there. And that's enough to scare the bejeebies out of you because, like, like why would you want to do anything that could ever put you in that yes. situation? Now imagine you're in a Russian And it's not even them. a real jail anymore, and I'm right. like, like, oh, my God. It's not a real jail. It's America. It's not Russia. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, anytime you want to break oh, the building. Let's head for a break, Peter. Oh, oh. Uh, Amy Lawrence wanted to tell you about the surprising Baltimore Orioles. Mm. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Boomer and Geo at the top here in just a few seconds. The uh, Yankees uh, imploded in the ninth inning with Clay Holmes. They lost. The Mets lost. What about a loser? Uh, what was it, Tuesday night, Peter? Yeah. A loser yeah. Tuesday night for both teams. Long Island Ducks won, though. Is that right? Yeah. You did that game. <laughs> I did that game. It was yes. a pitching duel you were telling 16-15. me. 16-15. Oh, 16-15. So they- not that. Uh, WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.